0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Redivine Your Life. Today, Faith and I would like to break down some mental health barriers that you might be facing in your life and give you some tips and tricks that we have learned over the years about how to kind of combat when your mental health takes its ups and downs and how to kind of neutralize the different things that you go through in life and use the experiences for good and to to strengthen your mental health muscle instead of feeling weakened by it. And truly your mental health is multifactorial and there's so many different things that weigh into our health and our wellness. And I think mental health is just one subcategory of that. But we're going to talk about how your mental health is also intertwined with your physical health, which is intertwined with your spiritual health and self-love practices and how you view your, your own health and your own wellness and prioritizing those things as well. Because as much as we can agree that mental health is important and that prioritizing it is important, what's most important is taking action to strengthen your mental health muscle.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that Julia and I both agreed very heavily that the world needs more help when it comes to mental health. It's something that we don't talk about enough, something that we don't prioritize enough, and it's something that we need to shift more focus on because where does your happiness come from? Your happiness comes from your mental state, and you can change it to where if you feel like you have a super crappy, horrible life, you can change the way that you think about things to where you wake up every day and you love your life and then you'll start to see things shifting for the better and you can actually manifest a better life that way for being grateful for what you have which is a mindset practice
0: the way that society is nowadays where we can see each other 24/7 on social media and see these these clips of highlights of people's lives can be very toxic for our mental health and Being that we're in a pandemic and a lot of the ways that we stay connected with people is through the internet and is through these different platforms, you know, different types of comparisonisms that come from looking at other people's lives and seeing only bits and pieces of it, you know, Mm -hmm. we glorify different things in our lives because we don't get to see, we don't, we don't have to experience all of the darkness and everything that came to getting to that good experience for other people. And then I think when we see other people's highlights, we think that we st- we tend to think that we don't have any highlights ourselves or that, like you said, that your mindset might be a bad perspective of um, comparing and really just that it's just a mindset of, of lack. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that can be, um, you know, obviously we're not trying to downplay mental health as far as chronic mental health issues and a lot of the, when we say society needs this, we don't mean to say that society not trying to heal and not trying to be more aware of their mental right. health, but I think it's not as big a priority, especially well, in the workforce, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. especially yeah, especially in the workforce and especially with, um, leaders and stuff like that. So, and then people who, you know, people we look up to, I say that like leaders, So our our people that we look up to, maybe celebrities, maybe it's our presidential features, any of those different types of things, we don't see them struggling or maybe we do see them struggling and we don't really get to see the layers of what people do about that and how much people actually struggle because a lot of the time Mm -hmm. when we're struggling, we do it behind closed doors. And I think it's been conditioned to... Which I think is a good thing to go to closed doors to deal with those types of things, but to also bring awareness to the fact that that's what you're doing, you know, and that's part of the process is exactly kind of closing off and analyzing things. And as good as it is to do that, to close off and analyze, um, a lot of I think the people like us in the community that are trying to bring attention to mental health are struggling to kind of get the point across because we spend so much time convincing people that mental health is important and really what yeah. we want to break down today is methods and tools and how to strengthen that toolbox, that tool belt, if you will. like if you think of on your waist you have this, this um, equipment belt and as you go through life, you start to sharpen and you practice strengthening, the use of those tools and the muscles and the muscle memory of using those tools, things like meditation, things like that, we're going to break down more of um, things like therapy and talk behavioral things and movement exercise from just walking and yoga and all different other types of things. Um, building a, a mindfulness and a mental health routine is the is the, what I'm trying to get at with this Tool belt. Basically, your mental health tool belt is your mental health routine. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to break down some of the suggestions that we have, like just telling personal things that we've done in special situations. So I know for me, it doesn't always look the same. What I do for my mental health, there might be things that I figured out day to day help me. So because I have, I know my history of my mental health issues, if we want to call them that, the things that I've struggled with, with my mental health, I know what is personal to me. So I know where I need to focus. So the first step in trying to get a mental health routine down is to take some time to analyze where in your life you can recognize that you struggle. Is it that you, people yell at you and you tend to shut down? Is it that you, um, you know, You don't know how to express yourself, so you end up feeling resentment towards people because you haven't figured out how to communicate effectively about how you feel or different things like that. You haven't ever been taught how to process your emotions. You know, some of the things in your mental health tool belt might be things you actually have to go out and seek. You know, you might have to, you might realize that you struggle with certain things, um, like, like ADHD or other diagnoses that you might have had or might have been labeled with. And as much as I think that I have mixed opinions about labeling mental health and diagnosing mental health things, you know, we, we bring our attention there. And then sometimes we focus so heavily on it that we can't actually, we make it more of a problem because we're bra- we keep drawing attention to the fact that we can't do something, or yeah. we, we're told that we are different in a different type of way, and that that's a bad thing, mm, you know. And mm-hmm. then we we take on that bad, and we claim that as part of us being broken.
1: Yeah, that's instead huge. of it
0: just being that you're different and you think differently. So when you learn about something, you know, people with ADHD or whatever, when you learn about something, you might just be a different type of learner. You might not even actually have like attention deficit problems it might just be the way that you've always learned doesn't fit your learning style. And you've been trying to force yourself into something that doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. So maybe a lot of mental health things might be that you're actually forcing yourself to fit into something that isn't for your body type or your mental body type, you know, and recognizing those different types of things can be really hard, but ways to do that are Um, So I noticed in school, for example, that when I was studying, I would feel burnt out if I did too many modules in a row, or if I didn't um, get up and just change my scenery, like I had to just get up and move and then go somewhere else. And like, there were different adaptive things that I did for my mental health. Well, eventually I realized it was more than just changing my surroundings and stuff. It was actually... Finding a balance of okay, I'm I'm working for this many hours on like reading, and then I'm gonna get up and I'm actually gonna do a workout and go for a walk or do something like physical to release some of the stress that I had been building up during my studying and during my work portion. So not only recognizing that you need breaks from work and you need breaks from doing things for your mental health, mental health breaks, but that. It might just be more than taking a step back. It might actually be, you need to do something. You need to feed your body with something. You need to fuel your body with something. Take something from the tool belt and utilize it, right? Mm-hmm. And recharge your mental health. Let your muscle rest so that it can come back. And when you come back to use that muscle again, Your mental, your mental capacity, whatever, your emotional capacity, you show up to that thing that you're showing up to, whether it's studying your job, whatever thing it is with a fresh clean slate with a fresh muscle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's nice that in the workplace, when you're full time, there's usually that they'll give you like a week of vacation for like, if you work there for a year at least. And I think that it's very important that they continue that. But I also wish that it would be a more common thing. Like it would be so nice if we could get like a couple days off a month in a row where you could just go and take a vacation and leave and go somewhere because if I sit in one place too long, I'm going to feel the need to leave. And that's something that I was going to mention earlier is like how important it is to be vulnerable and talk about the way that you feel about things.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the first step to us helping the world heal their mental health problems is to bring awareness to it. And we've been doing that, which is great. Like we've been bringing awareness to mental health for what feels like I've been reading about it in books forever. Like from Mm -hmm. a healthcare perspective, we've been trying to implement mental health tools forever. And I think the biggest thing that needs to change is the acceptance and the action. You know, we accept... And we're becoming way more accepting of mental health as a priority, as in society's eyes. And now that it has become accepted that it's a priority, we need to see the actions follow through, follow up the follow up with people and people actually taking a mental health day from work and not being threatened from their job that they're going to be fired. You yeah. know, like we need uh-huh. to see positive enforcement of action towards bettering mental health because it's contagious too the more people mm-hmm. that we get to foster this environment of mental health being the the biggest priority you know because in order for us to all function collectively we need to show up with good mental health and when people don't have when there's a funk and they don't have the the balance in their mind is when we start to act out in society too so for us to truly come together to even not just like have the same, I don't even mean come together as like and agree on everything in the world. I just think that we need to respect that each other exactly. need this. This is exactly. so important for the healing of the collective. And as much as we need like material production, And yeah, they're right. Like we need people to work. We need people to come to work and like mental health can't be one of those things that we already have people calling in sick for COVID and for, you know, being sick and all these other different things. Like we can't have people taking sick days, but we have to realize that we do need that we can have people take sick days. And the benefit of doing that is that they're going to show up even stronger the next day but not if we don't teach them what to do on those days off, right? You take a mental health day. And if you just numb yourself all day by watching, you know, binge watching TV or just like eating and not doing anything, you know, like that's not going to help. You got to actually analyze and work with your own mind to work out that, you know, maybe you have a we can call it like you worked out too hard and you have sore muscles or whatever. And that's why you have to call in like that sore muscle for you might be that you've been overworking yourself at work or you haven't been, you haven't had the time to, to actually meal prep for yourself. And meal prepping is something that you find joy in. And you're only going to know some of these things too, that really bother you. If you're tuning in when you're having bad mental health days, when you're actually like trying to figure out what, it is, that's causing the stress. And, and if that's the root cause of your mental thing, you know, if stress is the root to your mental health issue, then stress might be the thing you have to dive more deeply into and figure out what areas in your life you can decrease the stress. And if you can't decrease the stress in those areas, how you can manage it in a healthy way, how you can exactly. use that. Mm-hmm, right. To exactly. actually like, and then you can use, utilize things like exercise and Exercise doesn't have to be a 20-minute hit workout where you're dripping sweat. It could just be a 20-minute walk around the block. Mm-hmm. It could just be, I mean, I get joy in just putting on music for 10 minutes and just dancing for 10 minutes, right? Like you're going to start to notice it's easier. The routine is, starts to build itself. The mental health routine, you'll be like going through your week and as you're implementing some of these things like a 10-minute dance break on your lunch break you know, like something like that, where it's like, okay, this always makes me feel better. And and sometimes stuff just might not make you feel better. Sometimes you might just be exhausted. Like rest might actually be the thing that you need for your mental health. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. So that's why it's
0: related. Yeah. Napping is encouraged (laughs) and, and recognizing these different things to not be that. Oh my God. I'm like, Oh, now I have a mental health problem. You know, it's like the last thing that we want as people is to like take care of ourselves and like make ourselves healthier. So when we find out that we have like health problems, we're just like, Oh, great. Even more stuff. But you know, once you, it's good to almost have problems because then you can learn how to use different things to get yourself back into balance Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. being a living organism is all about maintaining homeostasis. And I think your mental health is right in that. It's related right in there to keeping your homeostasis up, up into the point where it's even physical. So there's been times where, um, and I've been looking a lot more into this. I'm, I'm excited about a class I'm taking about nutrition and digest your digestive system being so closely related to your mental health. So feeding your body and like actually, Giving your body the nutrients and the sustenance and all those other things that you need are also going to play into your mental health. So, you might be one of those people that's like, Yeah, I like, I work out all the time, like, I meditate. And this was me, I work out all the time, I meditate, like, I am so proactive about my mental health. Like, I journal, I try to talk with my friends, like, I make sure I take enough rest or or I take rest when I need it, you know. And I realized that I wasn't feeding myself sometimes where I would just be so depressed like at the end of the day and I'd be like why am I so depressed and then I'd realize like I didn't eat all day yeah and stuff Mm -hmm. like that you know yeah so you start to realize where your little red flags are of your own habit your own routine and you can start to mend
1: them and uh in the way that you said like sometimes you neglect food that was one of the things that I realized uh, when you said that. I was just thinking about my process and how everything has been for me. And the thing that I was neglecting was telling other people no. And now that I've started telling other people no and spending more time with myself and everything's been like slowly going uphill again. And I started to feel better, like the less that I was pressuring myself to like go out and do a thousand things all the time and never be home and running around. Like, I feel happy at home. I like being home. I'm kind of a little bit of a introvert. And that was one of my priorities. And when you learn how to prioritize yourself by finding all your little red flags, that's when you start to notice your little uphill incline.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it can be really hard when you're in the deepest of the funk. And my mom is like notorious for calling me out on this, you know, being like, wow, like, you know, you're, you're really like upset about this thing. And like pointing out the fact that like, I need to basically go take a chill pill and like go, go for a walk and go let off some steam, right. Or like let some steam off, do whatever it is that you need to do. Because when you're in that high energy state, I think sometimes it's an overwhelmed type feeling of you might be frustrated. Mm-hmm you might be um, emotionally overwhelmed. You might just be exhausted for whatever reason. It reaches this, this point though, where you you roll over and it it's too much and it's, it's that caving point. Um, that's the time I think when you need to rely on action to bring you back out of that. So a lot of the routine-ness, the mental health routine is like being proactive and setting yourself up for success. So, doing things like planning monthly massages for yourself. Sure, in an ideal world you would want to have a massage maybe once a week and you would want to have it, you know, at a time where you can then relax for a couple hours after and really like fully enjoy it, you know, but mm-hmm. scheduling mm-hmm. it once a month right <laughs> might just be the best you can do and yeah, not only exactly. is it something that's going to be good for your physical releasing of stress, but it's going to be good because you're you're knowing that you're proactively putting things aside and prioritizing, taking action to prioritize your mental health.
1: Yeah. Or if you're a recovering people pleaser, like the way that I just explained something that you could do instead of saying no, because it's not good to say no all the time. Instead, you could try planning the events and the things to do to cater to you so that, you know, there's a little bit of give and take every time. And it's not just a one-sided situation. You need to be doing things that you enjoy too. So something that I like to do is when I take charge of the situation and I'm like, I'm, I'm just really not feeling it and I need to do something that's gonna make me happy. Like everyone always understands and I will go and plan a hike for everybody. And that way we're all doing something together and we're walking in the woods and we're, we're just grounding. And we're still together, we're still hanging out, having a good time, but it's a compromise.
0: So like you're saying people wanting to hang out with you and um, it being in your mental toolbox boundaries is something you've been working on. And the things that they're offering um, that you want to, you want to go hang out with a friend, but you don't want to do what they're offering to do. Yeah. Negotiate or try to come with a compromise and just make sure you're sticking up for yourself in those situations and not just people pleasing or appeasing people at the sacrifice of putting your own happiness to the back burner and doing what's best for you. So, you know, as much as you might have committed to hanging out with a friend, if you realize that staying home and taking a shower, And just being in your bed early, even if you don't go to bed early, it would be better for your mental health. That's the thing you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't have to validate or justify yourself to that friend. You might want to give them a warning. And you know, hopefully the more that this is talked about, the more accepting that is too. Your friends will start to actually get it that you need to take that mental health space because hopefully they'll be practicing this themselves. And you doing this for yourself and you saying no at at the appropriate times when it's for your best interest is going to hopefully inspire others to start working on prioritizing themselves and taking back their own power in that situation to make the choice that best serves them.
1: Right. But remember something that's very important is to take that step of being vulnerable so that other people will understand your situation.
0: Yeah, and it can be hard um, being new to taking action and making this a priority and uh, following up and following through with it because you might not get the most energetic responses from people, but a lot of times those responses from people are a response because they're hurting inside themselves. And even though it seems like they're trying to mute out your fire and mute out your drive to care for yourself by just straight up shitting on this whole concept.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Recognize
0: yeah. that right away as that is a person who needs the healing the most.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And unfortunately won't be able to until they turn inward to make that priority for themselves and to take the time to see how their life can change when they put action to making, um, health muscle stronger.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that when you start putting yourself first and prioritizing your mental health and the way that you feel, sometimes that's going to involve losing some people on the way and that sucks, but it's the unfortunate truth, but that doesn't mean that there's not a chance for that person that you lost to also walk the same path, and eventually you guys meet up on the same path, like that would, that has happened to me once before.
0: Um, The other thing I wanted to mention was it's mental health, um, the mental health muscle is something that you have to choose to strengthen, right? Like you have to choose to buy into things like meditation, things like exercise and movement. And when I say buy into it, I mean like fully commit, like actually give it like a real chance to show up, to show how doing these things and showing up for these things impacts your life. You know, you can be like, oh, I've tried meditating before. And if you haven't done it, like every single day, consistently like any of these tools. You might not do it. So after a month of doing it every single day, you might not need to do it every single day, but it's like, you're not going to expect yourself to get on, I don't know, like go start kicking a soccer ball. And just because you know how to kick, you know, you should be able to kick it right into the goal. Right. And you should be able to do all these fancy things. It's like, you might understand the base concept, but if you don't study that thing and try to harness that skill and give it like a full loaded dry and do it like enough so that you can actually sharpen it and get it onto your tool belt and keep it there that's when you're going to start to see the change
1: exactly baby steps it takes work and it takes effort and that's okay as long as you just stay dedicated to it and staying dedicated to it is hard enough as is but as long as you find the right tools everything will be okay
0: yeah well and you're gonna have to find what works for you this tool belt's exactly. not going to look the same for every person. You're going to have to figure it out and see, keep trying things um, to see what works for you. That's what's great about um, different mental health communities and stuff like that. That's why I love that because when you surround the energy around you with other people who are trying to promote their own mental health and different communities and you join these different support things, because as much as you can strengthen or I could strengthen my mental health muscles and my tool belt and continue to work towards this every day, there's going to be times where we waver and we're going to need to rely on other people to kind of help keep us going. You know, if I'm running this marathon forever and my muscles are tired, they might need a break and I might need to rely on somebody's, somebody else's good energy, you know, so to speak, like their mental health energy and it's okay to kind of tap into other people's good vibes, you know, and like sometimes that's the best medicine, even with mental health is like laughter and finding humor in your life and finding humor in your situation and making it a little less heavy and just kind of bringing things to like almost like a zoomed out, like third eye perspective where you just kind of are seeing things for what they are. And when you see things as on a neutral ground, you can start to feel a little bit more neutral. And, and then you can start to choose that positive, like propaganda almost where it's like feeding into again, the the healthier mental health tools, rather than the numbing mental health tools, which might be the things that are actually keeping you stuck.
1: And, uh, I actually have an example of this that I think that would kind of help people to understand how to do that a little better. Uh, so I don't have a good relationship with uh, my experience living in Wyoming and I recently went back there for the first time in two years and I was kind of freaking out about it and I was talking to Julia and I was like you know I just don't even know if I want to go or not the whole situation is just really stressing me out like I feel like this crazy insane amount of judgment around even going and Julia's like look at everything as a statement don't take opinions don't take other people's thoughts into account think of everything as factual statements so like instead of saying people are going to judge me people are going to have thoughts regarding me that doesn't matter
0: yeah so taking it's, it's all about I feel like taking taking the power into your own hands and knowing that your mental health is your mind is super powerful you know it's going to be the biggest fan of yours or it's going to be your biggest enemy and what you continue to fuel your mind with is what how it's going to treat you don't expect that every time you're doing something proactively for your mental health that you're not going to have slip-ups and that things are going to get through to you eventually you know like things that might be you might have like built up this nice shield of like kind of deflecting things that normally would waver your mental health and you've gotten a lot better at sharpening that defense mechanism like a healthy defense against it like you were saying being neutral towards like the opinions of others and stuff like that and just kind of taking it like with a grain of salt letting those opinions go in run near and right out the other because the more foundation of self-love and acceptance that you have for yourself the easier it is going to be to enforce that positive thinking. For yourself and these other positive mindset tools for yourself. Because when you know you're worth feeling good and you deserve to feel good and you deserve to enjoy your life and accepting the hand that you were dealt can be kind of the hardest thing, but it's mm-hmm. your hand and you get to put down whatever those tools you don't want and you can pick up the ones you do and, you know. I could say that mental health tool, like those tools are not going to look the same for everybody. Some people, you might actually have to seek out a, a mental health specialist, a behavioral therapist type thing to help you build some of these tools. If you feel like you're really at square one and you don't know where to start. Yeah. These types of things hopefully are not super new to you. I hope that mental health and loving yourself is something that you foster in your mind as a huge pro (laughs) to being alive and, and to being in control of, you know, your thoughts and your actions and stuff like that. You are the creator of this little routine for yourself and the creator of your own day and your own routine. As much as we have things that we have to do throughout the day, you get to choose and prioritize how those things happen and, and let that foundation build and build and build for you so that you can have a a steadier foundation for your mental health you're shuffling up some cards over there
1: yeah (laughs) um another little tool that julia actually introduced me to is called affirmations but anyway they're usually positive statements that you can remind yourself throughout the day and just make yourself feel a little bit better and you can draw them however you want. You can look through all of them and just pick one, or you can do them like a tarot or oracle and at random. And usually I've found that these kind of tend to have the same magic in them because every time I pick them blindly, they always end up being relevant to the concern. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: affirmation cards are a great way to boost that mental health muscle. And I think Faith's gonna share one with us now.
1: The one that I drew is I am unapologetically me.
0: And these can be, so when you're in a mindset, affirmation cards and mantras and statements like this. And if you Google affirmation cards and mantras and stuff, you'll I'm sure see so much (laughs) free content, you know, for this type of stuff. So check out some free content before you go out and buy affirmation cards and stuff like that. But these words become a tool in your tool belt because you can focus your intention and reminders. It's really just r- remind yourself of the love that you deserve to give to yourself mm-hmm. and that that love and that appreciation and that support comes from within you because the, you're the only person out there like you. Yeah and, oh, yeah. and there's value in that and as much as, when we see you know back to the beginning when we see the, these um when we see other people and we admire them but then we feel that we don't have value in ourselves because we don't have the value of other people we have to remind ourselves why that person is special because they have that value and that we are the exact same way because we have our own value to give mm-hmm. and when we love and fully accept all of that of ourselves it becomes next struggle is just kind of boosting yourself up and continuing to drive that home, drive that acceptance home. So things like I am unapologetically me, you you do not need to apologize for any parts of you that are you because all of you is beautiful and all of you deserves all of your love.
1: Good and bad. Every side um, of it.
0: Those cards can be reminders of things that nobody's maybe told you in a while, or nobody's ever told you that is going to sink in and it's going to, it's going to affect you, whether you want to give it power or not, you can choose to give it power though. And, and that's going to build the muscle for you in making that choice every time and choosing to strengthen the love for yourself is really how you Strengthen your mental health muscle. Believing yeah. in yourself, right? And all of those different doubts anyways is what I think causes us to shut down and to feel kind of overwhelmed. When we stop mm-hmm. believing in ourselves and when we start believing what other people say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's a hard thing to get past
0: too. Like not to sound cocky, but we all know that there's something to love about ourselves.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. So if your mental health has to start there if your mental health journey has to start there with really just sitting and being honest and finding something that you love about yourself
1: mm-hmm. and keep it
0: positive mhm and there's not like something that you you couldn't you could ask your your partner or your friend like these are questions that you could ask somebody like what is something that you love about myself like i'm not feeling super great today and yeah it's not yeah. it's not great to rely on other people to make you feel good but it's also not You shouldn't feel bad about being so far deep into a dark hole sometimes and needing someone to help pull you out. You know, you shouldn't Mm -hmm. be expected to always pull yourself out of a mental health struggle, which is why I also think that seeking professional help can be so amazing. I mean, at some point in your life, everyone should go through therapy just because to have a non biased person to talk to, even Mm -hmm. and to. And to figure out where in your mind you have conditioned yourself into a hole, where you have conditioned yourself and watered down parts of yourself, and unlearn what other the belief that that you've believed other people say about you, or you all these things that you've accepted as truths about yourself that other people have maybe led you to believing, whether it's because you compare yourself to someone else so you don't think you're beautiful you know what I mean stuff like that Mm -hmm. you'll start to realize which of those things are you know figments of your of this this other mindset that doesn't want you to succeed
1: yeah and which that like affirmations in themselves like that is a huge way that you can combat that so like if for for me, one of the things that I heard a lot was uh, that I was fat. So what I did is I turned it around and made an affirmation out of it. And I was like, I am a skinny legend. You remember when that was a trend when everybody was saying skinny legend? And I remember writing that down like 30 times. And I'm like, I am a skinny legend. And you know what's hilarious? By the time I was done writing that, I was like, you know what? I am a skinny legend and I felt so much better. Like sometimes writing things down and journaling that can help a lot too.
0: Yeah. The repetition. If you're having a hard time believing the thing that you're, you're saying, or the thing that you drew, Mm -hmm. sometimes it might be easier to, to bring it to a neutral, neutral ground. So I am strong. You might not feel physically strong, but there's something in your heart that you feel strong about. So there's something that you can find about yourself to align with in that affirmation. And even though it might not be immediately obvious, repeating it and repeating it and repeating it to yourself, either out loud or writing, I am strong on a bunch Mm -hmm. of paper, like over and over and over again, eventually it starts to sink in and it breaks through the barrier in your mind of the belief that you had solidified of that you are not strong and it starts to dissolve that fake belief Mm
1: -hmm. and it
0: starts to replace it with this one.
1: Yeah, fake it till you make it is huge. That's made a huge impact in my life. I love telling people that because it's hard to believe things at first. So pretending to believe it leads you to eventually believing it because it is that repetition.
0: Yeah, I had um, a coworker of mine when I used to work at the nursing home you know, he'd always be like, how are you so peppy all the time? And I'd be like, fake it till you make it. And he'd be like, what? Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't know. I'm like sarcastically happy. Like I'm I'm being happy with yeah. sarcasm. It's like a sarcasm. It's like a, almost like a fake happiness. But at the end of the day, like, it's almost like I would be kind of happy because I'd be like joking all day, you know? Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, well, life isn't so hard, you know? And like, exactly. sometimes like, yeah, that like sarcasm has some inner truth, you know, to it. And all joking kind of has like that little bit of truth, that layer of truth to it. So it can be, you know, laughter and like joking can be a good form of medicine for that because Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you, you know, you could even be like somebody who's so insecure about their weight and be like, you know, they could be like the skinniest person ever. and, And they're insecure about their weight, you know, and most people look at them and they just judge them and they're like, yeah, must be so hard for you being so skinny and thinking you're fat and stuff like that. And that's just going to make their mental health thing worse. But if you were to actually instead be like, yeah, you chunky chunk and like start like like beating up on them, but like making jokes about, you're going to then make them giggle and be like, oh yeah, that's ridiculous. And you know, like, Mm -hmm. although deep down, they might have some more healing to do that person that thought they were fat and whatever, and thought this belief about themselves, they're going to have some deeper level of healing to do. But at the surface, when they start to realize even just like a little bit, like, oh, that's kind of ridiculous for me to think. As soon as they're thinking and they get to that point where they're like, oh, that might not be true. That is the point when you can make change and you can be like, yeah. And you know why you doubt that that's not true? Because part of you deep down knows that you are beautiful and that you are these things that you think that you're not. And you have just confirmed them from other different experiences that have confirmed that. So you need to create experiences that can reconfirm the option that is the positive propaganda, the, the good, um, fostering good beliefs in yourself and, and boosting yourself up instead of tearing yourself down beliefs.
1: Mm -hmm. That's very important. That's like, uh, the way that I actually was overcoming my anxiety was like, the key was fake it till you make it. So what I did was like, anytime that I entered a A place that would make me nervous and make me kind of want to freak out, I start telling myself, I'm like, it's okay. Nobody else's opinions matter except for my own. Even though I didn't believe that, I would tell myself that until I worked up enough courage to like go to the counter and like talk to that person. So much better at it is because I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Nobody else's opinions matter except for your own.
0: You're going to start to eventually get stronger and get better at recognizing when it's like a a BS belief versus when it's like something that um, maybe you've subconsciously agreed to in the past because you've had no experiences to lead you to believe the opposite. You had no experiences to lead you to believe that you're beautiful up until this point. So it's Mm -hmm. very easy for you to believe the opposite. Well, as soon as you put yourself into a neutral plane where you can start to even sarcastically be like, yeah, I am beautiful, you start to give yourself the opportunity to to have an experience that does reinforce a different belief, that can help you reclaim your power too. And then when you have more experiences like that, you'll just keep strengthening that connection in your brain over and over again. And you can do it with things like affirmations too. It might just not, it might not just be experiences. You can use Mm -hmm. affirmations in that same way as like an experience would. You can reaffirm those things to yourself without the experiences with affirmation cards and and Mm -hmm. mantras and just speaking good little notes to yourself. You could even leave like, they call them like little positive sticky notes, you know, like leave little sticky notes around your house that are just like, yeah you got up today, you made it to the coffee machine, proud of you, you know, like little, little things like that to just get the ball rolling for yourself, to get that positive propaganda going for yourself. And it might kind of feel a little yucky at first. It might kind of feel like uncomfortable at first, because if, like, like I said, if you've never experienced something, it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, mm-hmm. but the more you experience it, the more comfortable you get with it, the easier it will be to tap into that portion of the tool belt. Exactly. I think we would love to talk more about how to find love in yourself but i think we might have to put that into a new episode on learning how to love yourself yeah <laughs> and affirmations yeah. and this is really a great place to start but this i think was more catered to the mental health funk and reclaiming that power within yourself to change the beliefs that you have previously agreed to be your truths and your current belief system about yourself and your mental health
1: Mm -hmm. yeah very well said and thank you for all of the healing that you have provided today
0: thank you guys for being here and joining us and see you next week
1: yeah goodbye guys thanks for coming